1: in Fort Collins, Colorado, how good that must be.
2: He's <laughs> just as Puerto Rican as his dick looks.
0: I love my dead gay son. Yeah.
2: Hello and welcome. We're back. From the theballerlifestyle.com, it's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode... Number three hundred twenty nine. Thank you very much for your patronage, especially if you're one of the people that contributes to our Red Circle page. Uh, We appreciate that very much. And if you're one of those people that would like to contribute to our Red Circle page, a lot of people a lot of people reach out where they they message me on uh, on Instagram and they say. Hey, I keep meaning to subscribe. Go ahead and do that right now. Just go to the episode notes of whatever app you're listening to the show on. Hopefully it's Apple Podcasts and you're not one of these Android maniacs. But it's there in the Google Play Store, if that's a real thing. Or even if you, even the guy that told me how to get my podcast in the Windows Store a few years ago so he could listen to it on his Windows phone. It's there. It should be there no matter where you listen to it. So just go to the episode notes and... Uh, click the link, subscribe there. Five bucks a month or fifty bucks a year gets you all of the bonus content. And if you'd like to give more, you can make a donation. There's a link there for that too. Uh, I am joined now, as I am every single week that we do the show, by Mister Ed Daly. Ed, what's up, dude?
0: Hey, it's weird that I I, I guess I just don't pay attention. There's a, there's a Google Play app and a Windows Phone. I didn't even know these things. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's
2: actually crazy. It's actually nuts. Uh, We're reviewing a movie today, and I like to put – I'm like a good coach. I'm like the Vince Lombardi of this show. I like to put people in positions to succeed, and that's why when we do certain movies, we bring in our good friend, someone that everybody loves when he's on the show, Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up?
1: Hello, everybody. Hey, Jason. Hey, Hey, um Yeah. I got I got something for your listeners uh, before we officially start here. Um, R.I.P. Kelly Preston. Uh, yeah. She left us way too soon, but for those, um, maybe this will give you a little bit of solace. Um, she didn't really pass away today. Theton abandoned its physical body. Oh, uh, she now man. goes to the landing station on the oh planet Venus, Damn. where the Theton mm. is re... Mm implanted and told lies about its past life and its next life so the Venusians Uh, take the theton capsule it and send it back to earth to be dumped into the ocean off the coast of California
2: um,
0: well all I'll say to that is yeah it's completely bonkers um, but hopefully it's giving solace to Travolta and his family they have like a 10 year old or something just awful. Yeah,
2: yeah. And they lost a son a few years ago. And Travol- um, Travolta's not. Did,
0: any, did anyone know she was sick? Like, no. Or was it totally? Because no. I, I just woke up and found out she died, and I didn't know like anything about. No
2: her. clue. Had no idea. Er- and I don't um, know. I don't know what it says about me, but I'm always a little more sad when somebody really attractive dies. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how I it feel. It was what
0: two weeks ago we were talking about how hot she was in Jerry Maguire.
2: Yeah, she was... She,
0: yes, that was just a couple was, weeks ago. We just, just talked about her. Um, about that. Uh, and, you know, we should Speak, also... Speaking up. Our, by the way. R.I.P. Yeah. to somebody who taught us about love. Mary Kayla Torno passed away wow. at a similar age,
2: right? Yes, yes. Mary Kayla Torno was like, also pretty hot in her day.
0: Yeah. She had and, a moment. And I gotta say, it was... Uh, it was an interesting defense you went with. She went with the Costanza. Was that wrong when she got caught? She's like, I, I'm i a good person. I honestly didn't know having sex with a boy was right, a problem. Right. The, I, just, I just didn't know. The
2: classic Dave Chappelle white guy. Uh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Um,
1: I thought Ed was definitely going in the direction of, speaking of attractive people that passed too soon, they found Naya Rivera's body oh, today as geez. well. Jesus
0: Jeez. I'd never, I'd never yeah, heard yeah. of her yeah. until they were searching the lake for her.
2: Yeah, I don't. Obvi- I mean, she,
0: she seemed attractive and been, you yeah. know, I think she saved her son, horrible. you know, but, heart, heartbreaking.
2: Just horrible. But I honestly, like,
0: that, they were talking about, I saw just a headline about the Curse of Glee, and I can honestly say I didn't watch one second of Glee. Not one.
2: No, I've never. You know what? One year after the Super Bowl, Fox tried to jam an episode of Glee down our throats. And you know how they will like debut a show yeah. like right after, yep. it? and it was right after the Super Bowl, and Glee came on, and I watched maybe like ten minutes of it because I was drunk, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so much worse than what I pictured."
0: That's what happened this year with the Masked Singer. I yeah. watched like ten minutes of the Masked <laughs> that Singer. Remember, I told you they're like. Hang on a second. Is is Barack Obama under there? Is no, it's George Clooney. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's it's uh, the uh, third cellist in the scene of Ghostbusters. Yeah. That you're like, what?
1: So <laughs> we have a, we have a couple things there. We uh, that's my my son's favorite show is The mass Singer, and uh, they sign my paychecks and i i did see i saw glee once and it was because i guess every i guess after a while they just started doing like themed shows where they just one artist for the entire hour or whatever and they once did the entire rumors album uh fleetwood mac mm. i had to take a look and, and i can't mm. i can't say i didn't enjoy it it was pretty good
2: mm. Oh, mm. Wow. company man good for you jason um yeah it's it's a real bummer When people go before their time, it's always tragic. So R.I.P. Kelly Preston.
0: And I will say when the last show we were doing an R.I.P. of the great Carl Reiner. And now this episode, a celebration of his life.
2: Absolutely. I didn't realize that he's directed this movie or he's and he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, Okay, let's do some void. Anything else before I jump into some stuff? No Okay, let's do some voicemails Let's do some emails And then we'll talk about the movie Jason's got a big poker tournament Don't ask him about it
1: He's so easy to hate Your time he likes to waste His calls are far from great His calls are far from great He's such a stupid fuck down on his luck
0: his voicemails really suck his voicemails really suck no one's enjoying him he's so annoying plus so
2: fucking boring and worthless but he's got Okay, couple quick voicemails here. Let's see what's up.
1: Banquet beer. Cheers, guys. This is Luke from Fort Collins. Uh, I'm about to light myself a nice cigar. I picked up at uh, the best cigar shop in Fort Collins. But this shop is located... In the same pothole-filled parking lot as Chuck E. Cheese.
2: Ooh, okay. Show relevance, just to catch everybody up. We discussed last week, or maybe the week before. Chuck E. Cheese going bankrupt. Real bummer.
0: What was the what was the fake pizza place they tried to like do the old switcheroo?
2: Pasquales. <laughs> Pasquales Pizza. I read a whole thing, or I, might, I think I might have heard it on NPR, that if when you go on postmates, a lot of I can't remember what they call them, they call them ghost kitchens, a lot of the if you like go on um, postmates and you search Chinese food. A lot of those places that come up, there's no actual brick and mortar, or it might be a restaurant that makes something else that has that just has a Chinese menu menu available for Postmates. So Chuck E. Cheese tried to pull a fast one because during COVID nobody could go. I mean, why would anybody go in the first place? There's there's so much bacteria running rampant in Chuck E. Cheese, but since they were closed, they tried to sell their shit pizza. Under the moniker Pasquale's Pizza, that a lot of people got something. And you know, in
0: that. and you know, you know, somebody cracked the case, but that meant because they recognized what was going on. Yeah. So that person should be shamed who recognized it, because how would I? I wouldn't know what Chuck E. Cheese pizza tastes like.
2: No, yeah, it tastes like shit. It's just like the, right. the shittiest pizza that there is. Yeah, Do- Domino's is also pretty shitty. Okay, let's see what. Let's did you?
1: Did you guys? Oh. By the way, did you guys get into just how, um, like, in in 2020, what was the entertaining part of Chuck E. Cheese? I mean, the the only thing that I it's, remember it being yeah. good for was that it served beer and it was like a babysitter for four or five hours. That the cesspool of germs that kids bite in. Pricey. But other than
0: that, it be animatronic.
2: Pricey.
1: Right. Not cheap. What redeeming value did it have? Who was it fun for?
2: Well, I would say if you had to make a good time of it, you go over there and they, at least the Chuck E. Cheese's I went to, they were real, they tried to keep the beer real low pro, but you'd go over there, you'd get a Budweiser because they only had Bud and Bud Light. And then you would meander over to the Papa Shot game and try to set some high scores. Hmm. That's what I would do. Papa Shot. Or air hockey.
0: Yeah, Dave and Buster's just kills a place like totally. Chuck E. Cheese, 100, because
2: it's kids and adults can go there. Okay, right. let's see what let's see what this uh, Luke has to say. Luke, longtime Twitter follower of Jason Stewart.
1: Before COVID, this Chuck E. Cheese was looking pretty dilapidated and just this kind of sucked the soul out of you when you looked at it. But now it's even worse. I mean, it just looks like shit. <laughs> There's little signs in the front window, little handmade signs with lettering made out of fluorescent green tape that says, hey, we got $5 wings or whatever. So having to drive by this god-awful Chuck E. Cheese to go to the cigar shop kind of has me wondering, like, if it's God's way of telling me to stop smoking or something. But whatever. I'm going to light up. Peace.
2: Light it up. Uh, I've been, I get, been getting back into cigars, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm back on the cigars. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, I, I know what he's talking about. Though yeah. there are some places you just look at and it bums you out.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, there was
0: a, a real janky looking white castle near me oh, uh, yeah. years ago, and and like it just it looked disgusting, and it just bums you out looking at it. You know, it. like
2: any Wendy's. If I drive by a Wendy's and um, I like see people yeah. in the drive through the Wendy's, I'm like, oh, I'm so bummed for those people. Like, why? <laughs> Wendy's of all the places. Is Wendy's right. is not a regional chain, right? They have those on the east coast, ed?
0: No, they have them. Yeah, and I remember disgusting. they're stupid. And I remember hearing from somebody in advertising who said, yeah, the the dude Dave Thomas like insisted, insisted on being in the commercials. <laughs> that doesn't surprise like, me at no, all. You know what? I like that idea. But how about I walk into the shot and I explain things? And they're like, we had another idea. And now, yeah. not everyone have that, involved
2: in him. He'd have that apron on. It was a real oh. bummer. Uh, also, there's a there's a grocery store called Stater Brothers here in oh. Southern California. Jason Stewart, are you familiar? Sure. It it converted,
1: right? Nope. To nope. Still, bonds?
2: nope. Still, Still, around. Around? Still around. Stater Brothers is kind of a bummer, too. Although I think they're on the come. Like, it's... It's kind of like a sad – or here's another one. Here, Here's an, another one. Sam's Club, which I call Mormon Costco. That's a real bummer yeah, there's too. A,
0: there's a Sam's cl- uh, Club near me. Yeah,
2: yeah. They, those kind of bum me out. Uh, okay, thanks for that, uh, Luke and Fort Collins. Long time Jason Stewart, Twitter follower.
1: Could you imagine, by the way – No. Can you imagine what the best cigar shop – in fort collins colorado how good that must be
2: well i did like how he said that as well i was waiting for him to drop the name but he said it in a way like we should understand that there is a best cigar shop in fort collins as if there are two cigar shops in fort collins
1: it's like if you were to say um the best cigar shop in havana You're saying something, but to say the best cigar shop in Fort Collins assumes there's more than one, and it's not really a mecca for people on the, you know. But
0: there could still be a couple. It's possible. There's a few in Hoboken, and it's only a mile square. Like, it's possible there's two. I
2: suppose, yeah. Yeah, no. There's. Well, I live... Here in my sleepy little beach town, there is two cigar shops, and one one is real intimidating because you can like smoke the cigars there, and it's upstairs. So I have a little um, social anxiety, so it's a bridge too far for me to walk up the stairs to something and then announce my presence at it. I feel like compelled to have to buy something and smoke a cigar there. Is that insane? <laughs> Does
0: that yeah, sound crazy? Well, I, I, No, I get intimidated by situations like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There was a cigar place in Manhattan years ago, and I saw Steve Croft from 60 Minutes. Oh, he fucks. But he was, I mean, at the moment, yeah, he was trying to fuck, but he was unable to leave his stool. Because he was was against the bar. And he, he like tried to step down and then he just went right back up. By the way,
2: because he was so hammered. Yeah. It's, yeah, I love
1: that. It's how, how peculiar is the subgenre um, women who smoke cigars? Like I'm not a c- cigar guy. I kind of understand what it's about with, with men and their branding yeah. and all that stuff. I just the um, I'm not sure what I feel about women who smoke cigars. I want to say that if they're attractive, they're just a little bit less attractive. I, c- I
2: you know what I used to be I've evolved because when I was younger I was really into cigars and my mom would be like, hey, son, like next time I come over, let's have a cigar in the backyard. And I'd be like, no, it's that's exclusively a man's activity. But I was young and naive. I'm, I'm more than OK with women smoking cigars and it just doesn't affect their attractiveness to me one way or the other. The cigars are delicious. They give you a two. They give you a two day hangover, and you cannot scrub the taste out of your mouth to fucking save your life. But other than that, they're great.
0: That's why I stopped smoking them because mm-hmm. the next day, just it was so gross, so gross. I just gave up.
2: Yeah, disgusting. Uh, okay, another another quick email here.
0: Bry, Bex, easy and blessed.
2: He's doing voices.
0: Real simple question. <laughs>
2: Oh, simple question.
0: National, global, whatever. Uh-oh. I Uh-oh. am the president of the local chapter of the Muff Divers Union. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. The Muff Divers Union. De- I d- definitely had a female body inspector t-shirt I, at one point. I
2: didn't. Blind bikini inspector. I <laughs> yeah. didn't. I didn't <laughs> know... ...that there was an organization for this. (laughs) I I didn't realize...
0: Yeah, it's for sixth graders who want funny t-shirts. I didn't
2: realize there was a fraternal order (laughs) of... It's like the Masons. (laughs) Yes, the Shriners. They do good works. So I'm posing the question.
0: How many of you boys enjoy the muck diving... You know? I don't love, love tongue twisting oh, with man. that sideways smile in between a woman's hips. Every now and then, if you know what I mean. A little g-string sling. <laughs> you know what I mean. This the song cannot go wrong when it's in your mouth. What is this? This so is diving <laughs> <laughs> outro.
2: Outro. <laughs> Man, man, well, I hated that call. What
0: is that? Yeah, it was. it's sounded gross. Uh, cool. Yeah, I don't, look, I'm I'm team whatever makes everybody happy. Right. But but now
2: do work. Ma. Do work. Warm them up. Make them, just make. If you have, if you're blessed enough to have a partner that wants to share themselves with you, you should do whatever. Makes them feel good. There's no question about that. Jason Stewart, you want anything to add? You have a girlfriend. Also, well, I will. To slay add, it on I will Tinder. add
1: this. Yeah, I will add this. Manny in Gardena, Matt well, in L.A., whatever. Right, right. Um, he was just on the Jim Rome show today, but it was not Jim Rome was not filling in. It was a a fill in host. Grant really call Napier. No, oh, no, oh. Grant Napier was uh, canceled. I he- heard. Um, but no, and and I didn't notice in in the entire call uh, anything from Matt in LA about this committee that he's formed the uh, <laughs> the Muff diving
2: committee. What is it?
0: Muff Muff Divers Union? Heard that term in probably it's thirty years. Yeah, it's,
2: it's it's gross. I don't like it.
0: Like it was definitely something I heard in middle school, and then never after that.
2: Yeah, we had some we had some unfortunate um, phrases. It's just you know let's. Everything's on the table, guys. It's no let's not let's not segment yeah. the act into little pieces. Uh okay, thanks for that, Matt in LA. Here's one more voicemail and then we'll move on.
1: Hey guys, so listening to
2: Fucking LSU Lala. Listen a voice on this guy.
0: Look at the pipes. Jesus. The
1: review of Urban Cowboy. And the Jonathan and Cooter Brown. Uh, phrase that she utters is actually a very common thing down in the south. I don't know where it originated from, but it is uh, it is something that you will hear uh, quite often. So it, that it is definitely a southern term. Um, the other thing, the the one part of the movie that I think I had the most trouble believing was the threesome with Bud and Jerry Hall and her sister. We all know that if there was going to be a threesome in this movie, it was going to be Bud and Wes and maybe yeah. Sissy. Um, but Sissy was definitely going to be the uh, the third wheel oh. sitting in the corner having to
2: take care of business on her own. <laughs> anyway, good job, guys. Keep up the good work. Can't wait for summer school. They say, <laughs> they say someone's always left out in a threesome. And so, yeah, and
0: Sissy would have been left out of that one yeah, for sure. They're,
2: they're saying that, that – L is saying that um, Bud and Wes, Scott Glenn and John Travolta would have had the devil's threesome with Sissy and and Sissy would have been the one just kind of like sitting in the corner smoking a cigarette.
0: So, by the way, I just Googled drunker TH and then Cooter Brown showed up. That's crazy. Cooter Brown lived along the Mason-Dixon line at the time of the Civil War. He had family on both sides, and not wishing to be drafted by either the North or the South, he decided to get drunk and stay drunk so he would never have to fight in the war.
2: Interesting. Oh, so he's a, he was a—he uh, was Acidist. a coward. He was a coward.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, he was. He—that th- is a. Uh, yeah, he was a coward, mm-hmm. or he was. Uh, conscientious a objector a, a, a confederate who knew he was on the wrong side if he if right. he fought with them right
2: just like hang back like hang to the side and let those guys work it out you know uh okay couple of emails here well this one's from a woman subject is summer school the movie we're reviewing tonight I always loved this movie as a kid and crushed on Mark Harmon. I mean, yeah, swoon.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: On the rewatch. Oh, I have this question, too. On the rewatch, did he go to a script strip club to meet women? And was he seriously hitting on that lo- old lady? In yeah, what it was world? a weird
0: scene that was not explained. No, it was. It hold, was on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let, we'll let
2: me finish. Chainsaw and Dave held up. Rip Carl Reiner. That is from Karen. Brat in parenthesis, a good one. We believe you, Karen. Thank you for that. And I will get yeah. to that because I had a. I don't know how he ended up in the strip club where Larry worked.
0: It was a weird, it was a weird one. It just. I all, do.
2: Okay, Jason will explain it to us when we get there.
1: I, I will say this though. I, it was. It was a scene where I had to rewind it. I almost did. Why is he there? And I rewound it. And there is it's just a very far fetched way to get to the scene. But I'll explain it was
2: it was it was weird, but we'll get to it. Um, One more email. Congrats, Mark Harmon. You've been selected to waste your summer in the classroom as you walk in on the first day there. Oh, on the first day, there are a lovely trio of ladies who drench the floor in moisture when they see your lay uh, and Andy. These are Reed. high
0: school girls, buddy. It's fire attire. High girls. Well, hold
2: on. You have Courtney Thorne Smith, who wants Jesus L. <laughs> <No, laughs> come on,
0: buddy. This these are high school girls. They were,
2: they were adults. How old was she at the time?
0: Yeah, I mean they were all twenty one, twenty two. They were adults.
2: Um, assume the adult versions. You have Courtney Thorne-Smith.
0: <laughs> I can't even say this. No, please just edit it. This this is going to be too gross. <laughs> uh,
2: I can't. Um, he does mention Jim Belushi. Jason Stewart was Six Degrees of Separation. Jason yeah. Stewart was on a show with Courtney S- Thorne-Smith. So you have Courtney S- Thorne-Smith who wants to have relations with you and forget about the terrible years of her life where she has to listen to Jim Belushi claim he is more talented than his brother. Well, nobody thinks that, uh, next to her is the lovey, lovely Fabiana Udenio, who is, oh, yeah. who is trying, a lot of who is trying to get past the idea that she will have to hit the casting couch for a role in a Michael Myers film. Last, but certainly not least, is a very pregnant Shawnee Smith. A quick side note, normally she wouldn't have made the cut, but since a certain host has a thing for Pregos, what up, B? She makes the list, since this is the 80s and it's not yet frowned upon for teachers to... <laughs> I can't say yeah, it, I can't say it that it. way. Who you gonna scoop? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 up yeah. Yeah. chicken hands
2: get the clutch, scoop it up scoop it up all I feel like we've uh. we've moved past a lot of this unfortunately okay we'll do it we'll do it this time Jason Stewart you go first Pam or I can't remember what the Italian chicks call what her name is in the movie
1: I had to I I I stared at her for a couple of the scenes, and I'm like, "Why do I know her?" And I had to go to IMDb, and, and it is lot, a lot a of lot vagina. vagina. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's Anna the, that's Maria
1: only, is her name. But that's the only other movie we've seen her in, right? Uh, uh, she's, mean, she's been
0: yeah. into I just looked her up. I looked her up, and she, I guess, she's gotten good work on Jane the Virgin. She's she's probably that's where her big payday is coming.
2: Never from. not. I'm completely oblivious to what Jane the Jane the Virgin is. Uh, okay, so sp- what what, Stuart, what are the
1: choices Pam, here? What are the,
2: Anna Maria or Rhonda, the three completely of age girls in Mister Shoop's class. Who are you going to scoop?
1: No, I was I was a huge fan of Pam. I was a big the first time I saw mm-hmm. it, and then last night I was reminded of how big a fan I was in 1987 of Pam.
2: Interesting. Okay, Ed um, Daly. I know you hate this game, but go ahead, scoop one of them up. Pam, Anna Maria, or Rhonda, play along.
0: I mean Anna Maria and it's not really close for me.
2: Um can't really go wrong either way. LSU Lala is a little bit onto something for me. He's he's actually kind of got me pegged. Um this the pregnancy thing it works for me. But also,
0: I thought thought she was cute, though she's super cute.
2: And she every time she shows up in something or did in the '80s when I was a kid, I thought she was cute. Then I was very attracted to her. I liked her in this movie. Pam never understood way too desperate the character. The the uh, you know Courtney Thorne Smith is a pretty girl, but. Sort of generic. Looking for me, nothing, nothing too exciting. Anna Maria, very beautiful, but I, I feel like she gets it thrown at her a lot. I'm picking Rhonda, Shawnee Smith, and that is who I am going to scoop. We yeah. we saw her in Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's in things. Well, I always fall get fall her. I always get her confused with Amy Dolan's, Mickey Dolan's daughter, who I also had a thing for when I was uh, when it was the 1980s. Uh, okay. Thank you, everybody that reached out. Mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com is the email address. The phone number is 949 464 TBLS. This week, we're talking about the 1987 movie Summer School. Let's check out the trailer.
0: There have been so many visual trailers lately.
2: I know. It's and they're a lot longer than I you, you figure trailers are gonna be like 45 seconds. And also this one isn't, doesn't doesn't want to load. Give it a second. People
0: really didn't have much to do back then, it's I true. guess.
2: It's true. And tr- the trailers are real art because we've been watching some shitty ones lately.
0: You know what we need? I mean, besides bread.
2: We need
1: a woman who appreciate what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Shoop loves to cut class, hates to do homework, lives for summer vacation.
2: Whew. Look, Freddie, you're a semi-charming guy and real snappy dresser. You're just not the kind of guy I date anymore.
1: Yeah. What kind of guy are you date now?
2: Oh the kind who wears socks.
1: And the only reason he hasn't been expelled yet is because he's the gym teacher. Oh well, Mr. Shoop! At Oceanfront High. Congratulations! chosen to teach summer school no i'm not a real teacher that's all right these aren't real students they're unmotivated irresponsible not too bright
0: they'll relate to you you in this class too Mm -hmm. i'm teaching them. no No way right off the bat you show who's in charge Mm -hmm. please take your seats
1: where should we take them? who is in charge
0: i recommend this time
2: i pass
0: no way that guy was in high school i can feel it i've seen some new students
2: very scary. There's a very valid reason for summer vacation. Uh, when I saw this movie when I was 12 or whenever, you guys get the picture. Uh, when I saw this picture, this movie, when I was like 12, um, I really was, I really had a thing for Kirstie Alley. And 40, me too. 45, and this
0: was the year before Cheers.
2: Right. And 45-year-old Brian, I just didn't really see it. Like, she looks, she's kind of hot, but uh, it just wasn't, she wasn't really working for me like it was when I was 12 years old. Summer School, it came out when, 1987, I recall seeing this in the theater, uh, it's directed by Carl Reiner, starring Mark Harmon, who's just a fucking babe of all babes, he's a high school gym teacher, he's forced to teach remedial English class during the summer, the film co-stars Kirstie Alley, Courtney Thorne-Smith, it was distributed by Paramount Pictures, uh, original music by Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. Uh, uh, the plot of the movie everybody knows. The la- it's the last day of school. PE teacher Freddie Shoop is getting ready to bounce to Hawaii with his much younger girlfriend Kim, uh only to to learn that his, the guy who was supposed to teach summer school hit the lottery for fifty grand. That's like
0: I know, yeah, not I enough. Know, but that's not enough. Although Carl Reiner was. Probably close to retirement age, anyway. Sure,
2: maybe it like pushed him over the edge. Um, so he gets he gets suckered into having to. He's got the ticket in his pocket, and he gets suckered into having to teach summer school. Of course, he's a gym teacher. He doesn't teach English, and uh, the hijinks ensue. It's a funny, funny, um, you know, one of those just like high school movies that we loved back then. It's the same
0: same school as uh karate kid
2: that's the first thing i noticed so it started and i was like hey is that the karate kid school and then at some point i pa- i was watching on amazon and i paused it and i looked at the trivia and it yeah, yeah it that. is it's this karate kid school is the filming uh location also they had did you do you guys have lockers on the east coast you guys have indoor schools right ed um because of the weather yeah, I-
0: Yeah, it was all indoor, but yeah, we had lockers. Did you
2: have now did you have the full length lockers? Because you would oh you did, because you would always see on movies and shows the full length lockers, and I grew up with half length locker. You'd have somebody above you that would leave their disgusting rotting lunch for six months in their locker i
0: think middle school we might have
2: had the half yeah the half lockers what about you jason stewart during your time growing up in brea california i say with air quotes uh did you at brea olinda high school did you have uh did you have half lockers full-size lockers or no lockers at all you know lockers don't exist anymore there is no lockers
1: I want to say we had half lockers lockers. that we shared. We had a locker parker. Yeah. Share. It
2: was just awful. I remember having a locker sharing. I remember having to share a fucking P.E. locker. And you have to go change into your P.E. clothes and then no one would ever wash them. So you're (laughs) you're disgusting P.E. clothes like my kids are in. Well, my son's in high school now and he runs track. So he's not in P.E. But when he was in junior high every week. Every week like clockwork, he would bring his PE clothes home and wash them <laughs> on the weekend. And I'm like, I probably did that twice in my entire middle school career. <clears throat> okay, so what what do we want to say? First of all, well, let me yeah. could we start
1: off with that that very opening scene, right? The yeah. only reason why Mark Harmon gets chosen to be the summer school teachers, because all the other teachers were just sprinting out of the parking yep. lot. They didn't give these vice principal any time at all. Yep. But the reason why Mark Harmon had been stalled is because he was getting ready to go to Hawaii, and he was packing his <laughs> convertible with yes. a bunch of suitcases, so much luggage that his, that his girlfriend brought. Like, so much what was luggage. the plan? Like, did she, was she parking? at the school
2: parking lot for the duration of the trip. Why were they packing so many
0: suitcases?
2: Yeah. Also they're supposedly at, um, oceanfront high. And you can see when we eventually get to his house, he lives. It looks like Venice. He's right by the pier. Yeah. It's
0: Venice.
2: Um, they're fucking five minutes from the airport. Like just get off work, swing by the crib grab the bags and head right. to the airport. This is not, this but is yeah, not, there a,
0: might be five big suitcases, huge. Five. And well, there's,
2: there's no way they could have all fit in the trunk of his Ford Falcon.
1: And it has to be pointed out as well that, um, you know, you don't know anything about this Mark Harmon character, but so you assume if he's going to Hawaii on a teacher salary, he must have another means of income. He doesn't, he is not tenured. Yeah. Not only is he going to Hawaii for a summer vacation, he also has a beachfront property as well, a
2: school teacher. I assume he was a renter. Sure. But still, beachfront? Come on. Still, well, and it was the 80s, and Venice was yeah, pretty, dude. pretty run down in the 80s, Jason. It wasn't like this is before Snapchat moved in. I mean, it is. It, I agree that it was a stretch, but I recall dudes like getting roommates and having like a place on the beach. I had a buddy that had a place on the beach by Balboa pier for years and he would just get different roommates and the landlord would never raise the rent. So it can be done, but I agree that it was a, a, a bit of a strange, they, they ran out the trope and this was in every second or third movie in the eighties tenure. I'm trying to get tenure. I want to be tenured tenure leverage was it is
0: pretty a, huge, though. Is,
2: but it was a plot point in a lot of 80s movies.
0: <laughs> um, I, I also read that they've tried to revive this movie a couple times, remake it. And the thing that would be really difficult is they would get somebody like Kevin Hart or somebody I think the teacher would try to be too funny for the movie yeah. there's not really that many people like a Mark Harmon who's beautiful and charming but he's not funny
2: No he's he's the kind of the dry guy
0: Right but that I think whatever they re, if they ever remake it it's going to be the teacher is a real wacky character too
2: Right um, yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's just just leave it alone. Like no, why remake it? You know, like uh it's perfect as it is. You couldn't do this movie without Mark Harmon. It's uh it's he he's his likableness. He's so beautiful. Is, he's so yeah. gorgeous. His likableness is what makes um this movie go. Uh, it was kind of weird also that his fiance, Kim just like came strolling into class to teach, to um, like go to the airport. It's like,
0: dude, he's at, he's at work. Well, it's, it's a different time. I yeah. think the school has a higher security well, threshold yeah, these days. Yeah.
2: yeah. But,
0: be- uh, and speaking of uh, six degrees, I, I feel I should mention Mark Harmon married to Pam Dauber for many years. Right. Pam daughter Dauber bought Yo. <laughs> you loved all that story. From a family member,
2: so right, yeah. Uh
0: So, I'm close.
2: (laughs) Um, what else? Tenure leverage. Oh, Kim, the girlfriend. These hoes ain't loyal. Like he's like, look, honey. He's like, he. Well, he comes up with a very actually good off the cuff analogy where he's like you know you love the wizard of oz and you know how dorothy she just wants to get home there's no place like home there's no place like home what if we just instead of going to hawaii what if we just spent the summer here and she's like uh no i'm gonna go to hawaii by myself and he's like what but what about me and what does she say i'll make friends wow you know what that means right
1: yeah dexter saint jock
2: Yes. Swinging
1: in his dick. And what's a beautiful girl like you doing alone on such an island like this?
2: Yes. Dexter St. Jacques. I don't think they have Caribbean accents in Hawaii. <laughs> but I, I, I get hey, where you going. He wants
0: a boy pancake. That's yeah. what he means.
2: Right. It's going to be like Hank Azaria in Along Came Polly. Like he's going to come up. He's going to be all jacked. He's going to be French. And he's going to throw it down. That's what's going to happen. So Kim, she's not loyal. And, and to, his, to, to his credit, Shoop also not loyal either because he goes into the class. We, he meets the students, and we'll get to them. But the second, not, not two seconds after he meets Robin, Kirstie Alley, he's immediately trying to hook up with her. Like he's not yeah. – he's he's also supposedly in a relationship with Kim, and he's like, hey, when are we going to dinner? What's up with you? What's up, girl? How are you doing? Like fully, fully throwing it at her, which I thought was like I wasn't expecting that from Mr. Shoup.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. He he moved on quick.
1: I noticed one thing about Kirstie Alley, and it's really hard to – it's hard for me to look at Kirstie Alley through the prism of what's happened to Kirstie Alley over the last – 30 or 40 years, but I do, I didn't remember this the first time I saw it. And I, the first time I saw it was 1987. And then I saw it last night and there was this massive gap. As I'm looking at Kirstie Alley, I'm thinking maybe she was a sex symbol at this point. Maybe. Right, right. Um, but she is dressed like every mom in 1987. Oh totally. She has the mom jeans, the mom Yeah, but
0: that's, pops. that's style. I mean, I, I I do think she was attractive for the time. No, she but was. they were trying to make her they're trying to make her a responsible teacher
2: <laughs> at you one know. but I get I get what um I get what Jason's saying because at one point it's hard to like you the, you need her to kind of be sexed up just a little bit. Yeah, at one,
0: done, but that's maybe Carl Reiner wasn't given the right direction on that one.
2: At one point, she's wearing a light denim shirt, and the <laughs> and the pockets and the collar are like awful. cow print, like it's a zebra. It was it was zebra, but it was like cow. It was like leather looking with it's just, zebra. It was stripes. just
1: awful. It was just awful. It was was like something that was on sale at Ross or something. It
2: was.
0: It was not good.
2: It was hideous. Okay. So as I'm going through this, I'm just kind of like casual as we're discussing right here. And I would like to see Jerome here because Um, I'm Alvin
0: Mack from the program.
2: Right. I'm I'm slowly going through and um, checking the ages of all these high school kids. So we're introduced to the students. Larry. Who's he's the guy that he's just asleep?
0: That's the guy who looks like Jim Carrey's stunt double. He
2: looks just like Jim Carrey. He's
0: what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. L-
2: he's asleep the entire time. What's over under? How old is this fucking? Oh, hold on, hold on a second. I'll just I'll only play it once. Episode twenty one <laughs> did an episode of Twenty One Jump Street. By the way, uh, Larry, the sleeping guy, the guy that's always asleep in class. How old is this fucking guy in the movie? He is seventeen. Seventeen year old Larry. How old is the actual actor Ken Olant that plays Larry? Jason Stewart. We'll take your guess first. I'll do. I'll go uh, 24. twenty four. Tw- 25.
0: five.
2: Twenty four years old. Twenty five. You Ed, I guess if we're playing, well, I guess you're closer no matter what. Uh, except that Larry, born 1958, would have been 29
0: Whoa. years
2: old when this <laughs> movie came out, nearly 30. Okay. Also, there's a there's a couple of buddies there. The the main guy, of course, is Francis Chainsaw Gremp. I know by- he
0: works. By the way, I know Dean Cameron. I yeah. know he works, but like. Dude is a delight.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't look the same anymore. So it's, you know, he's not as recognizable. Yeah,
0: he was. He was I rewatching it. I mean, I loved him when I saw it in the theaters. But rewatching it, he's terrific. He's
2: good. There's something going on with his eyebrows. And he definitely does not look high school age. So I'm asking you guys, how fucking old was Dean Cameron Chainsaw in this movie? How old? They're
0: on the same age like i would say 25. he's 28 or 29
2: jason stewart nails it 25 years old 25 okay how about his and buddy? i
0: agree by the way I, yeah. I agree that he i think
1: he played the part really well i really i really thought he could have easily he went right up to the line of being obnoxious but never really crossed the line i and i will say that he and his buddy in the movie I remember them being much bigger jackasses than they. They actually were very entertaining. They, every scene they were in, they stole, and they were actually there. It was it was a unique kind of uh, characters, and I and they were likable. And and by the way, this guy Dean Cameron, he has an Iron Maiden shirt. I mean, Amazing. what what yep. don't you like about that? Up the Irons. His, his
0: buddy played the guy who stole the wallets and planes, trains, and automobiles. Like he sneaks into their place, right. and then that's what leads to all the chaos. Where yes. they have to sell shower curtain rings. Of course, you're, t-
2: you're talking about Gary Riley, played by yeah. Dave Frazier, or who plays Dave Frazier. How old is this fucking guy, Gary Riley? He's supposed to be in high school. How old would you say he is? I'd
0: say he's oh, twenty-one. Tw- I say he's younger.
2: Twenty-one years old. Jason, Stewart, yeah, I'll go twenty-three. 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 Pretty close. Twenty-four years old. For Dave, Um, you'll be happy to know that uh, Courtney Thorne-Smith, Pam, was robustly of age at the time. She was 20 years old. Very legal. Uh, although the way they played that in this movie was unfortunate. Yeah,
0: problematic. Yeah. Um, I would suggest that. anybody who wants to see a little more of Courtney Thorne-Smith, Google the interview with Conan when she was promoting uh, the Carrot Top movie Hilarious. Chairman of the Board. Hilarious. Hilarious. And Norm Macdonald is just sitting on the couch next to them, and he takes over the interview, and it's amazing.
2: (laughs) Norm Macdonald goes, Conan O'Brien asked what it's called, and Norm Macdonald goes, "Ah, can I take a guess? And she goes,
0: goes, yeah, go ahead. He goes, comedy poison. (laughs) (laughs) And then when she she says, no, it's chairman of the board, and and Conan goes, Norm, I don't think you can find something funny about that. And he goes, you mean— is the spelling of board B-O-R-E-D?
2: <laughs> uh, hilarious. Well, yes. that was a 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Super old. Um, yeah. So everybody looks, I don't know why they did this oh, in the eighties.
0: Denise, Denise Green. She was the hooker that fucked uh, Rocky Dennis and mask.
2: Wow. She's um really attractive by the way. Yeah, I don't... I,
0: when, when yeah. it, uh, was it? Lala had that group? I thought she'd be included. She's, She's attractive. Yeah, she's
2: super hot. Shawnee Smith, who I was into, um, she was actually high school age at the time. She's born 1969. So she, when this movie came out, she would have been 19 years or 18 years old. So um, yeah. wow, um, that's an actual sort that's of an upset. high school age person. And in
0: the early scenes, the class is full, right? Yeah. And then it just becomes like the core eight people.
2: Right. They have a few that you don't get introduced to that are just hanging around. But yeah, then then they they,
0: they disappear from the scenes.
2: Right. I feel like that that would really bring down the curve because the movie gets to a thing where they all need to pass a test. Well, if 80 percent of the kids in the class don't take the test. Right
1: also there was yeah there was ahead. that one scene right when, when one of the climactic scenes where they're all be you know uh getting murdered slaughtered in a classroom to scare away the the teacher yes yeah, and one one guy was like the hand that that runs right. on a desk and he, he showed his face like that that guy was in the class at first we haven't seen him the entire movie and he so, shows up right now yeah right
0: so yeah. that guy is telling the stories hey you know the hand in summer school that was me yeah yeah, that yeah, was totally.
2: what I seen. yeah he's well he's you know he's got it like uh, like a framed print from the, from a framed cell as they're called uh, in his house somewhere, because that is, that's his claim to fame. And,
1: and the black guy is a, um, the, you know, every time you see like a montage movie or montage of a high school in the eighties, everything is compared to fast times and Richmond high and never, nothing ever compares to it, but I do compare everything to it. So whenever there's a montage and people doing stupid shit, um, I think about fast times and then, this the Black guy in this movie is a poor man's Jefferson. I mean, he's well, he's basically he, the
0: he's same guy. The he's great in the I think when football season starts, we got to do the program. That is oh, a, yeah. that is a good cheesy movie. Absolutely,
2: put that on the list. Um, the, something I notice about Shoop and first of all, he's the actual fit king, like his fucking clothing. He's basically like I didn't realize it till I watched this movie, but I've basically emulated this guy's style of dress for my entire life <laughs> he's got like a pair of board shorts on that are one print and then he's got a, a floral shirt in nearly every scene that's a that's a mismatch print and every everybody knows i'm the pattern king i do that all the time um he's wears like top siders got always got he's got like five different um visors on throughout the show the guy looks amazing but i don't know if you guys but notice I, this i do yeah.
0: say he's He's beautiful. I've never seen the show, but I've seen like the promos. I mean, he's he's a Navy man on, T- on yes. NCIS. He's beautiful in everything. I mean, he was, he, you could put him in any outfit. He, he's going to look good.
2: He was a quarterback at UCLA, and that's right. – I assume that's why when he's doing football practice with Larry, he's got – they've got UCLA colors right. on the gear. And then when he comes in with his groceries, his groceries, which were Doritos and Apple Jacks, and he was an adult – his grocery bag said like 86 Bruin football or something on the bag. So he was, he was able to work that in. But I want to uh, know if you guys notice this. I don't know if he's got a, a cotton mouth problem. I don't know what the issue is because there's two at two points. Does he takes a bite of a donut and he bites into this donut. And then for the next eight minutes without taking another bite of the donut, he still has donut all in the sides of his mouth. I was talking, he's, com- his
0: mouth is completely. Yeah. And is in the library. Yeah. I he, think when he's, he's eating.
2: there's one in class when he just shows up with yeah. his coffee and a donut. And then the next time he's in the library, they hand him a donut and he does a 10 minute soliloquy and the donut never goes away from inside of his mouth. And then later, when Kirstie Alley Robin is over, he's eating a Pop-Tart, and he takes a little bite of that Pop-Tart, and then for the next five minutes, his mouth is completely filled with Pop-Tart. What, what does this guy have to do to swallow? Like, take a sip of water. What's going on in your mouth that you're not generating enough saliva to pre-digest these pastry items and swallow them down? Did you guys notice that issue?
0: <laughs> I, I noticed. Notice he was always chewing.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I I noticed
0: that,
1: but I did notice the uh the Pop Tart was chocolate. Chocolate Pop Tarts Disgusting. Disgusting. were awful. Disgusting. You don't get a chocolate pop tart. No, you get
2: the berry ones. You get the berry ones with the white shit with oh, the glitter yeah. on the top. That's what my, you get.
0: Oh yeah. My kid one of one of my kids likes the brown sugar one. It's it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I
2: yeah. mean but the
1: the second time he ate the donut, by the way, if you look at it through the covid prism, just unacceptable. Oh, yeah. The, the, do- the donuts were just on the library used. Oh, them. yeah. They just, and they were picking them up and eating them from the desk. Well, I th- How I th- many hands were on those? I desks? think
2: Larry walks in and he goes, we all pitched in. And then Larry reaches his dirty, disgusting hand into the <laughs> box of donuts and hands it barehanded to Mr. Shoop, and Mr. Shoop's all, "Oh, jelly, thanks," and just starts eating it. Like, even in 1988, you weren't handing people food items, right?
0: Unwrapped. Oh, that, you, you're talking about Kevin. Larry's the guy who's asleep. Kevin, right,
2: Kevin, yeah, the guy. Kevin from looks Anders, like a Larry. He
0: said, "I love my dead gay
1: son."
2: Yeah. That was him. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> you know what I remember him from? I remember him from. Uh, this dates me a lot. Little House on the Prairie. Wow! I watched that show in the seventies. Yeah, Michael Landon. He he played a little kid in Little House on the Prairie. You're saying he was in Heather's too?
0: He was. He was the jock who they killed, and they made him gay. And they made him look gay. But wow. all they did, they go, "This is Ohio. If he's seen with mineral mineral water, everybody'll think he's gay."
2: I mean, it's <laughs> a tell. His dad, it's a
0: tell. His, da- his dad comes to terms with it at the funeral, and he stands up and he goes. I love my son. I love my dead gay son. Yeah,
2: that's a that's a brilliant scene. That's a great movie, by the way. Um, um you know, so oh I they got the Oh there was a
0: weird line. I think we already skipped the scene. When he finds out that Kirstie Alley's dating Gills, the yeah, the, yeah. the evil principal, vice principal, he goes, I'll be darned. You're a heterosexual. Yes,
2: yes. And problematic.
0: What does Gills say? Gil say though? Well, I don't remember. And a damn good one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was problematic. Also, they did a thing. So they're m- making too much noise. And Robin comes into Kirstie Ali comes into the class and she's like, hey, could you guys calm down? Like I hear a lot. And then they start calling each other names. My personal favorite was Jism Head. <laughs> then she said, can you switch it to obscene gestures? And then she, everyone starts flipping each other off and they start doing the thing where you like do that, where you slam one hand into your elbow thing.
0: But, she, she does the yeah the the, the blowjob. She thing. does
2: the blowjob thing with the tongue and the cheek. Now, I would argue that was in that blowjob gesture was in eighty seven percent of movies in the nineteen eighties. Never once in my life did I ever see anybody do after the blowjob gesture.
0: Yeah. After this movie, it it took off like wildfire in my middle school.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And and by the by the way, we can't forget that it was in the most iconic movie of all time. When uh when the student looked back at Roller Girl and did the blowjob gesture. That's right. That's all right.
0: right. Yeah, exactly. Um so- Oh, I like also, I also I wrote down I liked when uh Anna Maria showed up, Chainsaw and Dave were trying to impress her with Italian things and they're like I love Chef <laughs> yeah. I love the mafia.
2: Pinocchio. <laughs> Mussolini. Yeah.
0: Those guys were the best. Yeah, they were
2: pretty funny. And they were definitely I like that they were they they did everything together. Like it was there was not competition for Anna Maria. They were right. definitely gonna try to get some sort of spit roast, maybe a DP, uh, some type of like equally enjoyable relationship going between both of them because they share a brain we learn but between both of them and Anna Maria which I thought was kind of nice for for everyone involved um what oh chainsaw what chainsaw's choice of clothing it's summer in California they're in summer school and he's wearing a long sleeve shirt with another T-shirt over it with a fucking long trench coat every day.
1: I was going to say, I think he set the trench coat mafia. I think the yeah. trench coat mafia was was after this movie. I think they, they, that
2: they they got it from him.
0: Right, but that being said, on their trip to the beach, yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave was wearing suspenders yeah. with no shirt. Yeah,
2: and that, That's right. and that uh, he he never really took off that beret. Beret was one of those things that really like. Forty-seven percent of characters in eighties movies had berets, but you never actually saw anybody in real life wear Even a beret.
0: Yeah. was supposed to be cool wearing yeah. a beret,
2: right? What's in the Pretty in Pink Molly Ringworld? Yeah. Ringwald did she or did she not have a beret? Um, they go on some field trips, Jason, and I thought there was a lot of local happenings on these field trips. First of all, they went to Malibu Grand Prix. Yep which was like a go-karting track in mm-hmm. the 80s where the cars looked like Formula One cars and it was really badass and I never want, I never got to go there and I saw the commercials all the time and I remember I would see like people at school that had been there would have their Malibu Grand Prix license <laughs> <laughs> and I was so bummed out that I never got to go to Malibu Grand Prix. Well, they go there. They also go...
1: By the way, by the way, the yeah. Malibu uh, Grand Prix... Uh, it was the it was the one go track or go kart track in the world that allows a woman who's eight and a half months pregnant that's, that's to go, a really good a go point. Park. That was, that yeah. was not yeah. safe.
2: That was. She also <laughs> played a rigorous game of uh, full six on six team volleyball. D- during That's their right. during their beach day while eight months pregnant, which was kind of weird. Uh, also, Jason, they go to Knott's Berry Farm, but they oh, didn't. Yeah. I you don't. They didn't show them in the actual replica of Independence Hall, which was kind of a, a, kind of a bummer. But they did ride the corkscrew, which uh, was a was a, a prominent uh, amusement park ride in my childhood.
0: Uh, Is that where Chainsaw and Dave did the uh, rabbit thing?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Eventually, no, that, right? Yeah, that was at it. That was like at a petting zoo. I think that was a separate.
1: Oh, I thought the petting zoo was not Knotts. It might that, be. Might be. Do they have oh,
0: they have uh, zoos there? Wait, is the place you're calling Knotts Berry Farm? Is it a farm or is it the? It's an amusement, amusement park.
1: park. It's an
2: amusement park.
0: It's oh. an
1: amusement park, but it does have. That's what the underrated part of it is that it does have like an educational part about it. It's yeah, like it's, the old the old west and. Uh, i, I want to say there is a farm it's, with animals it's but got an around. exact
2: replica of independence hall and the liberty right. bell so when you would go yeah. there on a field trip you would do the like history portion of it and then you would go ride the rides um do you remember yes. by the way
1: uh it 1987 was, yeah. was the summer the summer of 1987 i frequented uh knott's berry farm my studio okay my but my buddy grit Greg Britson. Oh yeah. And Greg. his mom would take us out to uh to Knotts at like ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Studio K. I thought it was called
2: something else. I thought it was Heaven something. Oh, I don't know. A,
1: Studio K I thought it was a, a Magic
2: Mountain thing, no? No, Studio K, the K stood for Knotts, Studio K. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Maybe that was
0: it. But yeah, yeah. I, I spent This is many, getting a little bit Manuelish, many right? Many nights yeah, yeah, of summer
1: at 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 the uh at the dancing so at Knott's
2: Farm. One time – I remember that was a thing. You're a little bit older than me, so I didn't really do the Studio K thing. But, yeah, it was like a club for teens. Yeah. One time um, a friend of mine, Peter – I can't remember his last name – Pedro. I can't remember his last name. His mom took us to Knott's Berry Farm. And by took us, I mean she met us in a parking lot in her single-cab mini-lowered <laughs> Toyota pickup – and about seven of us, thirteen-year-old kids, hopped in the back. In, hopped in the back of oh. her of her Toyota pickup mini Toyota pickup lowered. And then I don't live; I didn't grow up near Knott's Berry Farm. I grew up forty five minutes, forty five minutes you had away to get, from the freeway. You, you had drove, to get on we, a freeway.
1: We, we
0: drove oh. on the fucking
2: freeway in the back of a I, t- no shell, just <laughs> loose to the world.
0: Uh, When I was uh, playing Pop Warner in Florida, I remember getting a ride to the game in the back of a pickup truck, and the one kid goes – because you would show up for the games. There was no locker room for Pop Warner. You'd show up in uniform, and I remember the kid going – yeah, my dad really takes the turns pretty fast. I would, I would put on – everybody should put on their helmets. And we were just like – We were just like bouncing, yeah, oh, yeah, we were bouncing off each other yeah. in our football. Yeah. Like, That's insane. Yeah, it was, it was insane. It's just
2: insane. Uh, okay, so the big – the couple big things in this movie. First of all, Larry the stripper. We learn – we learn – Larry sleeps all day, every day. And no one knows why. He's just – his – they – They enter into a contract, which is – I don't even know if we need to discuss because it's so ridiculous. But they enter into a contract with Mr. Shoop where he's like, hey, I'm going to get fired unless you guys do good on a test.
0: Because Iggy, that piece of shit, ruined it. Yes,
2: yeah. Iggy ruined it because they were going on field trips every day. And he's like, now you guys got to take a test. And if you don't pass, I'm I'm not going to get my tenure. I'm going to get fired. And then he goes, my job, Memorex. (laughs)
1: <laughs> which i don't even know if that makes sense doesn't make sense I, that's a i know it was live, live or memorex that's one but yeah. memorex doesn't mean history it right. doesn't mean like gone goodbye no so it's that something was you record onto
2: memories. yeah right. so was, not only does it not hold up does it not mean anything now it didn't mean anything in 1987 no that, that was weird it was weird now you have to you have to kind of
1: uh you have to explain that the vice principal is the antagonist of the movie, right? And I was thinking – I have no idea what his name is or the, what, what other movies he was in. I was just thinking that that guy must be so pissed off that Steve Carell took the exact I I same looks look like him. Yeah. and made tens of billions of dollars, and he did whatever he did. But the, the whole plan was um, for some reason this guy wanted him to be to be booted away from school. He hated the P.E. teacher – as harmless yeah. as Mark Harmon was, so he says, if you don't get well, the grades, well,
0: you're not getting tenure. Because he, he knew it. But, 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 but pretty early on, he realizes it's about the woman. Yes. That's why he hates him.
2: He he hates him anyway because he's an asshole, but he, he hates that he's charming. And he knows that eventually his charms are going to wear down Robin. And before you know it, this uh, – Mr. Whatever his name is is going to be Kills. cuckolded. He's going to be cuckolded yeah. by by uh, Mr. Shoop, and it's that's, Anybody, that's all he can if, think you about.
0: Realize, if you realize the the woman you're dating also might uh, be flirting with Mark Harmon, you're going to get a little antsy because you know you're going to lose. You're not you you're
2: lose. not going to win that one. You you just got to wait. You're, you just got to wait till he's done with her and she comes back to you because he's Mark fucking Harmon.
0: How about when when he uh, when the class. When Cur- Kirstie Alley like helps him actually teach, and uh, Dave sees that Kirstie Alley is helping him out, and then, <laughs> and then she leaves, and he goes, "Big guy," and then he did the uh, the finger in the finger sex gesture. Oh yeah, yes,
2: yes. yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> sweet,
0: <laughs> big guy.
2: <laughs> uh, so we learn that Larry's asleep. Oh, so Larry asks. They all get to a wish granted, and Dave and Chainsaw. They really fuck over Mr. Shoop. And I oh, would yeah. I would not they're they're the villains of the movie. As much as you yeah. guys love yeah. them and you've been fawning over them yeah. this whole time, and they are they are delightful and charming they almost ruin way. his life. They almost fucking yeah, ruin they, his life. They he's got this sweet rattan furniture with beautiful floral cushions on it. Stuff that today is very collectible, very expensive. And they burn it. They burn his fucking couch with uh, with with fireworks. They murder his fish because they use the fish tank to put out the couch. Then they get him fucking arrested for contributing to to a delinquency of a minor, something that he has to defend himself in court against, because that's a major crime. That's a felony. That is a criminal act, something he could have gone to Chino for six months for that. Get, you get the wrong
0: judge. They didn't. They didn't ask him to help with that one. They, he uh, he, well, he 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 stepped in and helped him out. It was, he was implied. A good guy. It was implied.
2: Then they wreck his car. His,
0: yeah, that his was, beautiful that
2: was a classic Ford Falcon convertible. They destroy, they just expect him to let, let him use, let uh, Chainsaw Francis use his car for his driver's test. It's, they took advantage of this poor guy.
1: They, uh, they, let, they let him get arrested. They let him get arrested, and they took him to jail in roller skates. Oh, and no, for some reason, they never took his roller skates, roller skates off yeah. to go to the, to the jail cell. Yeah.
2: Those are pretty sweet so, skates. They were Nike high tops. With They were like Nike blazer high tops with roller skates on them. I bet those would be hard to find these days. And if you can find some in the size 11, I will give you my address and you can send them to my house. Uh Okay. We, we need to talk about, there's two people we need to talk about, Larry and Pam. Larry, what's going on with Larry? So we learn that he sleeps all the time. That's all we know about him. Then Mr. Shoop encounters him masked and looking pretty twinkish. He's got low body fat. I can't, I don't, Ed, you may have zoomed in. I don't know what he's packing, but it looked like he was doing okay. Um, he's, we learn he's working as a stripper at a place where he's like a Chippendales type place. He's stripping for old Jewish mothers,
0: but this is where Jason has to step in. Yeah, why was, was Mr. Shoop? Because right. I, my memory of it was Shoop was doing a favor for him at the time, but he wasn't. Right. What, no, why, why was that, he there? Was why, was Shoup,
2: why was so, Shoop uh, at the strip club? So
0: I,
1: I had to rewind it because all of a sudden Shoop just shows up with, like a, a a shirt and tie on to pick up on women. I, so I rewound it. And I have to bring this up, too, because one of my three biggest pet peeves In any movie or TV show, is when people feed their dogs off of their spoon their yeah. fingers. Yeah, it's not my favorite when dogs it's lick favorite. their mouths. I fucking it's pretty, hate that. It's pretty gross. Not only is he so sticking
2: his finger into yeah. the peanut butter and then into the jelly. Yeah. So now they're being mixed. He's making his own, uh, whatever that's called. That's got, got them mixed together, but then he licks it off his own finger and the dog yeah. lifts it off his finger. And then he like quintuple dips back into the peanut butter and yes. the jelly. It's, it's
1: really just disgusting. So, um, so basically I guess, I guess he had, uh, he had had a falling out with the uh, with the other teacher. He was down on his luck. The class wasn't going well. So he's, he's sitting there feeding his dog peanut butter and jelly, and he says, you know what we need? Scruffy, whatever his name is, um, besides bread, we need a good, wholesome – we need to go to a place where we can meet a good, wholesome woman or a good, smart woman or, or a mature woman. That was like their – very like far-fetched flimsy way of having the teacher find out that a student is a male stripper is he needed yeah. to meet a mature woman. So he gets dressed up and he goes to a
2: strip club after midnight. Oh, a
0: male strip club, a male, yeah, strip, male strip, club. strip club.
2: It's, it's yeah. insane. And now also what's going on with Larry, because he implies that he's a prostitute. He's like, Look, Mr. Right. Sh- he's Mr. Shoup's like, what are you doing, Larry? You can't be doing this. And he goes, he goes, hey, Mr. Shoop, I'm 17. Super creepy. He goes, if you knew everything you knew now when you were what? 17, <laughs> he's like, what would you do? He's like, because I do know that. And that's why I can't quit. Was this a prostitution? Was this a dancing <laughs> bear situation? <laughs>
0: yes. yeah he Dance. was definitely he was definitely a prostitute
2: he, much, dancing much like, bear was great <laughs> much like the bear. Uges channel dancing bear was he dancing for these women expressly for the purposes of them paying for sexual encounters that was the vibe I got right
0: yes Okay.
1: by the way every single um, every single male fiance's biggest nightmare is The dancing bear genre on
2: Pornhub. Because I assume, I assume (laughs) that's what happens. I assume that's what happens at nearly every bachelorette party. Like, I've never been to a bachelorette party and they keep it pretty low key, but I assume that they end every night, every at the end of the bachelorette party, (laughs) the dancing bear guy shows up and does exactly that's basically like a hidden camera video of every bachelorette party. But
1: that's the, the thing about dancing bear that you'll realize if, if one of our uh, listeners isn't familiar and you want to do some research, it has very little to do with the dancing bear. <laughs>
0: okay. no, there's not, there's not so much dancing. Bear. Also, I don't know
2: why you would need like a mascot hat to like the rest of your body. is just a G string. Like, I don't think you really need to hide your face at the beginning. I don't even know what, what's the reveal. Oh, look, he's just as Puerto Rican as his dick looks. You know, like, Perfect, just what I thought. Uh, okay, so we we solved that one. Now here's the other one. Here's this is the problematic aspect of this movie. Pam, who isn't who's sixteen, we learned that she's sixteen. Kim's twenty one, and I did the math. Shoop, despite the fact that at the time Mark Harmon was 36, thirty six, Shoop is right? supposed to be thirty in the movie. So mm-hmm. she. Pam, so he
0: said, "Grant them all wishes." Yes. It, in order for them to study. Yeah. But, you know, he could be like, yeah, you're going to have to pick a new wish. Exactly. So
2: she wants this is before she wants to move in with him, though. She's like, I'm going to save my wish. She's he lets them throw a party at his house and he's kind of doing what adults do when the teenagers have a party is he's keeping an eye on it. But he's hanging in his room. Pam cruises into his room, first of all, in any Adult man immediately leaves that room or asks her to leave the room. You never put yourself in a position where any it's your word against hers. You just get out of the situation because right. it could look bad if somebody said something. Then she starts talking to him she goes, "You know the grunion are running tonight, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the grunion are running. She goes, "Can you believe um thousands of fish swim hundreds of miles?" just to ball their brains out in the sand. That's another one. (laughs) Balling was, was the euphemism for sex in 99% of all eighties movies. And never once in real life have I ever heard anybody use that term ever. But she's like, they come uh, that thousands of fish come hundreds of miles to ball their brains out in the sand. And he goes, yep. And then she goes, you ever do that with one of your students? Jesus. Whoa. Real subtle. <laughs> what? Real subtle.
0: <laughs> and then uh, doesn't Kirstie Alley show up while she's like making. No, no. no That's
2: That's eventually she moves into no. his house. She she she, right. she forces him. She's basically she's part of a loser family. She's got no parents. She's got like a surfer brother that she lives with. And he's got all sorts of kids. He clearly likes to fuck. He doesn't wrap up. He's got six kids. So she's got nowhere to stay. So she's like, can I crash on your couch? And then she immediately starts acting like their husband and wife. She's like, honey, I've made dinner. Um, the whole thing was just so weird and creepy. And even in 1988, right. did did that could that have seemed normal at all? Because Robin shows up and she's like, hey, this is kind of weird. What's going on here? I mean, yeah, But what, she goes, what?
0: she goes, I know this is none of my business. Yes, yes. But are you fucking your student? Like, yeah, it's gotta be your business. You have to
2: report this. Call the police. Right. This is crazy. That would never happen. Um, it was But a what weird I was turn, gonna say right? was yeah,
1: the the, the, close the close very first scene, right? Or the first scene you're describing where she goes into his room at the party where everybody is, everyone in the class, and then a bunch of other high school kids are there. She goes into his room and just lays on his bed with him. With him with the door closed. With him with the door closed. And then he finally, he's kind of slow to the uptick a little bit. He finally realized what's going on. He's like, you know what? Let's go out and mingle or whatever. And they both leave at the same time. It's like, yes. no, no, no. You don't fucking do that. You say you leave. And then 10 minutes later, I'm going to join. You don't leave a, a, a closed door in front of a bunch of high school kids with
2: your underage students. Just even being in the room is just an insane yeah. reach. You just could never do that ever. Uh, okay, what else do we need to talk about? Um Denise can't read, which is kind of a bummer. Or she's yeah, he dyslexic. teaches her to
0: drive. She, yep, and then then they discover she's she's dyslexic.
2: Kevin, the football guy, falls in love with Rhonda, the pregnant chick. I'm I was here for it. I gotta be honest. Yeah, There's, he I had took no over the Lamas.
0: Yeah. That oh, was, by the way, um, really what's
2: his name? His name's Kevin. 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 Um, he wears half
1: shirts.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. right. At, you know. at least a
1: couple of scenes he has, I think they're half shirts. Uh, my girlfriend pointed out that the shirt was actually a little bit more uh, like a quarter shirt that just went below it's, his nipples. This is,
2: like, this is like, um, like Doug Flutie in the Orange Bowl in 1983, right? Like, right. I don't remember
1: that being yeah. a look, though. And, and you oh, just didn't go to school in that, did I rem- you? Yeah, you I, remember, I remember Jocks
2: then? rocking that look. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the, the half shirt look. <laughs> Um, okay, what else? What else do we need to talk about? They all take the test. They all fail, which is kind of a good twist. You know, you expect them to all pass. They all fail the test. But then, much like um, the movie Rudy, with the, where that little runt Rudy made up all this bullshit, like Vince Vaughn comes in and lays down his jersey, and Fat Jon Favreau comes in and lays down his jersey. Similarly, Shoop is about to get fired, and the whole... The, all the kids from class bring their moms and dads to, like, talk about and what the, a great guy he is.
0: The parents are pretty impressive. The uh, Kevin's dad had the, the the feathered mullet. Yeah,
2: that was a He's like, look.
0: I learned there's more to life than football. I don't know what it is, but I love it. And That's then true. Chainsaw's dad is the guy from the airplane scene of Fletch where he goes – what the hell yep. you need ball bearings for? It was that guy?
2: Right. Yep. It's all ball bearings these days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also there's that great scene where they have the dream sequence where he, he he's preparing for the test and then he doesn't know what eggs are. What are eggs?
2: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, That's a good scene. Um, okay, what what else? It's a good movie. Yeah, it was H- solid. How much I mean, mu- I mean, how yeah. much you want some trivia? I want
1: I do want to mention that one of the, my another big pet peeve of mine is people that uh, that take their cl- like everyday clothes and walk into water or dive. Oh, they into do that at the end. Yeah. They, do, well, they were they, doing they, it
0: from here to eternity,
1: from here to eternity. But they were fully clothed and they were like making out in the way. I just hate that. Um, my the reason I bring that up is because, of course, he gets her in the end. Um, but then there was this weird ass plot where the dog lost his toy and he was bummed out, but it wasn't really, they didn't make a whole big deal out of it, but I guess it was a plot line. And then him finding the toy at the end was was right. a part of the movie that we were supposed to get it resolved.
2: washes up in the sea. That's right. I uh, remember that from my initial yeah. viewing, but I didn't catch it this time around. I also didn't like that when uh, in the end, when they do the here to eternity scene, he's meant they've they've dressed him as he's uh, to show that he's matured. So he has light colored Levi's jeans on and a, and a billowy white rolled up long sleeve shirt tucked in. And we're like, oh, he looks better now. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's been wearing fire fits through the whole movie. And then all of a sudden they <laughs> they they wuss him up and he's supposed to ha- have uh, matured. That's right. That's uh, right. So we already talked about this. The same school was used for the filming of the karate kid, 1984. Um, this was interesting because I noticed this. I think it was when he was eating the Pop-Tart, he has like a purple his middle fingers smashed. On Shoop's on left hand, you can see that he has an injured one of his fingers and it appears to have been smashed. This occurred when Mark Harmon actually had to put out the fire on the couch during the party scene that quickly grew out of control. So he does his own stunts. Um, wow. He wears Ray-Bans. Hundreds of youth were interviewed for the various major student roles. Director Carl Reiner has said the actors we p- picked clearly stood out from the others because they were the best because they were 30. I never imagined finding supporting group as good as them. Um, The second the, the, Oh, the 32nd highest grossing film of 1987. Pretty big hit, right? Uh, How's it
0: doing? I didn't think it did that well. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. uh,
2: uh, It was a popular movie. I remember it being popular. 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I believe is rotten. 58% with the audience what yeah not too that popular doesn't sense. that doesn't make sense um let's see what see what the imdb trivia has to say um oh film features popular rides that are no longer existing at knott's Berry farm in buena park california the parachute ride terrifying is seen behind the corkscrew roller coaster the class was riding fuck the parachutes i hated the parachutes so scary um what else the hawaiian shirt that mark Harmon wears is the exact same duke kahanamuku model montgomery clift wears in the feature film from here to eternity there you go homage
0: that's that's reiner
2: um, the casting of Mark Harmon in the lead major role was the idea of director Carl Reiner. Reiner has said, we originally discussed having a major comedian for the role. This is kind of what Ed was talking about. However, Mark impressed me very much in the miniseries, The Deliberate Stranger, in which he portrayed convicted murderer Ted Bundy. When I saw him being interviewed on the news program, he was so personable and had such a winning smile that it was clear he would be well suited for the role of our gym coach, turned instructor, and he brings surprising (laughs) depth to the character. I would agree. This I really don't think this would be the memorable movie that it is today if you don't have Harmon there. He's the he's really the glue. The
0: the casting is really good. It is
2: absolutely Um, In a deleted scene, Shoop's class receives a free shipment of hair care products due to a complaint letter written by one of the students. During the classroom scene just before Shoop's courthouse appearance, these products can be seen spread out over the desks with some of the students testing them on their classmates' hair. This is the reason Larry... Casamia's hairstyle is different in the scene in the remainder of the film interesting mm. I noticed that mm. okay. uh, the movie's notable for featuring a young Courtney Thorne Smith who became famous later on and because of this now gets third billing on DVD covers for the movie whereas on original theatrical movie posters this was not the case mm. I say we wrap it up guys anything else to add
0: no. Uh, I think right. it's solid. Solid, right. solid movie. One of our better ones. Yeah. We've reviewed so many terrible ones. Yes. This was this was fun.
2: Good movie. It's kind of like, uh, fun to it's
0: watch. A, it's it's
2: summer.
1: Like while well, it's summer and everyone's inside for COVID or uh because it's hundred degrees outside. Take a look at it, streaming on Showtime. Yep. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. It has all the eighties cliches, but it, there's a little bit of charm to this one. We didn't even bring up the fact that they have a nerd character. This, this exaggerated nerd guy that we saw in all eighties movies, exaggerated jot guy. Um, but
2: yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I'm, how, I'm glad we did this. How old do we think the nerd guy was? Cause I thought he <laughs> might be an actual, like he was the one that could have actually been young. Richard Stephen Horvitz. How old is this fucking guy?
0: 19?
2: Mm, pretty close. Early Jason 20s? Stewart? Yeah, he was 21 when the movie came out. Born July 29th, 1966. Okay, excellent job all the way around. I really appreciate it, guys. For special guest Jason Stewart. For, for Ed Daly. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 329 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. The lifestyle's baller, podcasts getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever Not just my brothers, reviewing some movies and shows and others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot Listen up, you play players and shot callers. T B L S, the lifestyles baller. And you know the show is so flawless. T B L S, the lifestyles baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. T B L S, the lifestyles baller. And you know the show is for all us. T B L S, the lifestyles baller.